This portion of the show is brought to you by Eric Boatner, Allstate Agency. Let's get right to it. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, welcome everyone. Thanks for listening, watching as well. Jeff Orvitz here. Happy to be here with you today. What's going to be a really, really busy show. Uh, we're going to start off here in just a second with Congressman Andy Biggs. I got Mark Howitt coming by. A ton to hit on with him. Uh, and Olivia will have the winner of our, we started our Christmas festivities yesterday on the program. So we've, we, we like to do giveaways this time of year. And I appreciate all the great email comments that are coming in. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Keep those coming. Uh, joining me to talk about a really important issue, and I think it's been a few weeks since we last spoke, uh, is the, and I don't know you were on this one, Congressman Biggs, the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee's Subcommittee on Crime and Federal Government Surveillance. Funny how those two kind of tie together. Congressman Biggs, how are you doing today? Great, great. Uh, I hope you are too, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing good. I'm trying to remain optimistic and um, hopeful going into hopefully New Year. We'll get to all that here in just a second. You're, you're working on something, though, that the, the FISA issue. This is enacted, what, 1978. It gives the FISA court able to do electronic surveillance on American citizens supposedly abroad. Why don't you give us a breakdown of what this thing is and, and what it's become, I guess? Yeah, it was it was done in 1978. It was re uh, um, amended and changed, reformed significantly after 9/11. Uh, the idea was to to basically give uh, statutory authority to the, the federal police apparatus to go after foreign persons, foreign agents, whether they were here or abroad, um, and and set it up a system to do that. That was ostensibly confidential and classified. Um, but what's happened is over the years, it's kind of morphed into this weird thing where you have, um, you've had over 3 million in the last, uh, I think since 2019, over 3 million what's called queries or what you and I would call searches of U.S. persons data that was wrong. It was illegal. And uh, that's the inspector general said, look, you can't keep doing that. That's that's wrong, and they're down to two hundred fifty thousand a year, and they they think that's great stuff. <laughs> so okay, so there was millions, but we're we're doing less bad now because there's only a quarter million now that they're not supposed to be doing. Am I reading that right? No, that's exactly right, and that's why <laughs> that's why, that's why. So so a portion of FISA, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, is what that is. Is, is, is coming up for reauthorization at the end of this year. And so we've been working on this for a long time, trying to, to make changes in FISA, the whole of FISA, but also with seven, uh, section 702, um, to say, look, you gotta have warrants. You gotta have probable cause. You, you need to have, uh, an adversarial process in some cases, uh, if not all cases. Uh, look, they have thousands and thousands of people within the FBI, NSA, CIA, that could actually conduct these queries. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we're saying, no, no, you can't have that many people. So we're thinking by reducing the number of people that can do it. And when we say reduce them, we're talking a fewer than 100 or an entire country from all those agencies that can do that, do these types of searches. And then you stick watchdogs sitting there watching them. And then you include penalties when they don't do it right. Um, 
we think that that'll really slow down the surveillance of American persons. That makes sense. I mean, if you have a thousand employees, they're going to find something to do. If you have a hundred employees, they're going to find something to do, but maybe the work is, uh, you know, there's more work to do. So they're, they're, they're picking it a little more, um, effectively, I guess, shall we say, and, uh, legally, shall we say. Right. Yeah. We, that's the, That's the, what it's behind is, is we want to say, look, uh, you're going to have fewer people doing it. So they're going to have to be more selective. You're going to have more, uh, present watchdogs watching over you. So they've got to be more careful. You got to get a warrant. Uh, that's what we're trying to get. We're, we're, re, we're finding opposition, um, here in Congress between some people who don't want them to have to get a warrant, but we're trying to get them to have to have a warrant, which would also slow it down so that they really, before you went after a U.S. person, you would have to give them Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights uh, and respect those rights. That's okay. what we think is important, and that's what we're doing. Congressman Biggs is with us talking about FISA, which is up for renewal here at the end of this year. Um, what's the process now if there's a federal law enforcement agency that says, oh, we – how do they do this? What, what do they, how do they go about getting the records or listening in or whatever the heck they're doing? So the way it starts off, they have a they have a legitimate um, suspicion of a foreign person who's on foreign soil, and they want to track and find out. And they get hold of their digital information, so they've got a, a cell phone or a computer or something like that. So they pull them in, and as they do it, they 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 might have 250 numbers, uh, in some cases more, and and they say, well, ten of these people are U.S. persons. Okay, well, that's where it stops. Now you have to devise whether whether you actually have a reasonable suspicion that that U.S. person is is um, engaged in some kind of terrorist criminal conduct with this foreign person who is off U.S. soil. And right now, what they will do is they'll do an internal query uh, protection system. So they have they ostensibly justify it internally and say, well, yeah, we think so. Or we just want to go and find out where this person lives, blah, 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 blah. Um, we're not using it because we haven't targeted that person as a criminal suspect. Because if they know if you target somebody as a criminal suspect, you have to, you for sure have to have a search warrant. Mm-hmm. But they're saying, well, we don't have, we don't believe that they're a criminal suspect. We're just we're just kind of querying, that's what they call it, that query. We're just querying their information um, to see how many times they talk to the bad guy or whatever. Um, and they do that internally. They, they, they do some internal metrics, which is why, and they're not followed very well, which is why you have a quarter of a million a, uh, of those bad searches a year. Yeah. And we're talking phones. Uh, are you talking email, social media, other, is it any yes, kind of communication? Of okay. So everything. Yes, it's, it's all that. Yeah. Is it really, uh, Andy, is there really any, I, I don't have any expectation of privacy. I want my privacy, but there's people that they'll go on these, uh, apps and stuff and they're like, Oh, I have this secret conversation. I would say to them, not being a lawyer or a privacy expert, but my common sense tells me nothing is private that they're breaking in or capable of getting into everything you're sending along the wire. Yeah. Anything that's, that's in the, uh, space and eth- in the ether, it is, is accessible. Yeah. Now, should, should they be accessing it? No. I mean, so there's another there's another breaking story on something uh, a program called Hemisphere, uh, 
And that's where you have a massive cell phone provider, the biggest in the world. And what they were doing is they're taking the information and NSA and other, again, spy agencies at the federal level are um, asking for information. And they're calling them, in this instance, they don't call them queries, they call them pointers. (laughs) So they start looking as well. Look, people people have surrendered their their privacy, um, not willingly, um, but there's but they're basically this this particular instance they're selling it to the federal government. We we actually passed out of the judiciary, and we're trying to get it in, as part of the FISA reform. Is that the federal government cannot buy uh, private third party data bases? You know, like. Let's just face it, Walmart, Safeway, you just name a store that you have a membership in where you've signed up to get a special deal or something. They take that information and they're they're turning around and using it or marketing it. And we we just want to say the federal government can't buy that information. They need to have some reason to search to put together a database. And then then they're going to need a reasonable articulable suspicion before they can actually have access to the information uh, regarding certain information in that database itself, it's yeah. And that's, it, we're trying to get back to protect us. That's a huge program, um, the, and we're we're running through the wires on my end at least, Andy. Uh, the three letter company AT and T uh, is is the one I'm having a conversation with right now. So uh, I just assume that all these big carriers are doing stuff like this at this point. How do we get it back to restrain them? I mean, we, we had a there was a revolutionary war over this stuff over having to get a warrant to uh, obtain things. They, they didn't envision this type of thing, but same concept. It is the same concept. I mean, uh, the, the founders of this country talked about your papers and your, uh, your effects, and they were talking about concrete physical things. Well, now most of our papers, our documents, are electronic. They're digitized, and, and they're out there floating around, and these companies are taking them, they're taking proprietary uh, control of them, and then they're turning them into um, an instrument so the government can surveil you uh, without a warrant and uh, without probable cause that you've committed a crime. Uh, and and we, in some instances, we call that a backdoor search. In the FISA sphere, we call it a backdoor search where they, they find that you've been talking to bad guy X. You may be, I don't know, the pizza delivery guy for bad guy X. But you you call them you know every Friday at five o'clock to confirm that he wants his pizza order, and and they're going to go back and look at you, to see if they can create a case on you, because you contacted X, even though your contacts with X were were um, absolutely innocent, and and that's the type of surveillance that the founders totally rejected. And then maybe I, you and I talked, and then you talked to ten people. It becomes like contact tracing during COVID. <laughs> it becomes exponential. Exactly. Yeah, pretty yeah. pretty quick. What? Okay, let's just say absent of you guys doing something in Congress about this, and I know you're going to push really hard, Andy, to get this changed, but let's say nothing happens, which is always a high probability in Congress. Is there some common sense things people can do, or is it so big that there's just no kind of getting away from this? Well, so if, if the portion of the, the, the act – um, is not reauthorized by December 31st, it expires. Okay. But the problem is, and this is a huge problem, is that there was an executive order, uh, it's called EO, Executive Order 12333 issued, and that is what these agencies will 
even though the, the 702 authority is gone, they'll use that executive uh, order um, uh, authority to go after and continue doing what they're doing, which is why we have to get something done. And it's why we have to take away the authorities and put them under constraints uh, to prevent them from acting the way they've acted. Um, personally, you know, I, I do know people who don't use um, cell phones and they don't they don't get on Facebook, they don't get on social media. They're the safest people. <laughs> They're the safest people um, because um, any of this in the stuff that's in the the uh, on the internet that's available that way or through cell, cellular technology is, is subject to being um, put into a database that they're selling to a government or privately um, they're surveilling you so they can target you. I mean, that's, that's yeah, they'll say, hey, if you don't got anything to hide, don't worry. And that's a, that's a load of crap. I guess we'll all start sticking our phones in a, you know, aluminum foil Faraday bag or something and watching spy movies. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So this is coming up and I get what you're saying in the absence of you changing something or you and your, your fellow members of Congress. Uh, and if this thing just goes away, then there's just an executive order. They just kind of keep doing it anyway. So kind of, right. okay, great. Um, so, okay. I hope you get that done real quick. I know you got to go, but I don't know if we'll get to talk again here, uh, coming up here in December. What do you, what do you see coming? You got a couple of big weeks here and then you get into the new year and you're going to have more budget issues that were kind of postponed and push, push forward on a, a heated election year, presidential election year. If you had to whip out a crystal ball, Andy, um, what do you see coming in 2024, at least on the congressional level or DC level? Well, I'm I'm really nervous about the new speaker and how he's going to handle the spending and the budget. I mean, I was willing to stay here through Thanksgiving to work on it because it's that important. Um, and uh, they, you know, where we've gone, what, eight, ten days again? Yeah. And it's like, stop it. We've got to acknowledge how serious this stuff is. The spending is terrible, so we have to get that under control. But I'll just tell you right now, Jeff, the people, the illegal aliens are pouring over Arizona's southern border, just pouring across um, more than 2,000 a day in the in the Tucson sector alone, and uh, I'm afraid that that um, my colleagues don't want to do what is necessary to demand and require enforcement of our laws by this administration, and that remi- that requires us to basically keep funding the the uh, mandatory spending of the government, keep funding the the frontline military, CBPIs, uh, you know, air traffic controllers, those, keep funding them, but then you shut down the rest. You don't spend anything else on government, and you basically tell, you lock it out until this administration starts locking people out of our of our country by by uh, giving us border security. I'm afraid that, that there's just not enough courage in D.C. There's just, outside of a handful of us, there's not enough people that are willing to that understand the existential nature of that threat coupled with the economic threat of a federal budget uh, that's out of control. I I agree 100%. That's why you're one of the few guests I still have on from D.C., Andy, because I've heard it for so many times, and I'm just like, this. no, no ball is moving. It is atrocious what's going on down there at the southern border, uh, and it's just getting worse by the day. So, all right, Congressman. Hey, I, I appreciate it, and uh, best wishes coming up, and I always appreciate all your updates. We'll talk again real soon. All right, Jeff. Thanks, man. Thank you. Good holiday. Appreciate it. You too as well. 
All right. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, hey, are you conservative and maybe would like your investments to reflect those same principles? You've heard Glenn Least of WT Wealth Management many times here on the program. He'd love to talk with you about how to match your portfolio with your values. If companies that are more concerned with their wokeness, and I, I got a story about Disney coming up in their annual shareholder report in which they're acknowledging that maybe their wokeness is costing their shareholders some value and the company major losses. Anyway, if if companies with their wokeness, they're more worried about that than running a successful business, maybe you're sick of that and it's negatively impacting your investments. Maybe it's time for just a second opinion on your investment strategy. Uh, Glenn Least and WT Wealth Management, they have tons of different options and he'd love to talk with you. Just like you hear him talk right here on the program with a lot of ideas and a, and a lot of knowledge. Uh, they have a woke mitigation portfolio. Uh, he's talked about that before. I think that's interesting. They have a lot of other stuff too. Maybe just a second set of eyes looking over your stuff, especially as we get towards the end of this year. Uh, call Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management and talk with him. 928-225-2474. That's Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management. 928-225-2474. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. We switched over to Eric Boatner of Allstate Agency and Flagstaff. Eric and Lisa Boatner have done a great job for us on our homeowners insurance, uh, auto insurance. We have rental properties as well. They, they do so much, and they were able to save us quite a bit of money. Why don't you give them a call? Um, if you're looking for home, auto, motorcycle, maybe RV, Maybe you got some off-road vehicles. Who doesn't have some of those at this point? Uh, maybe you got that boat, business owners policies, life insurance. Call Eric Boatner, Allstate Agency at 928-774-8722. Uh, like I said, great customer service. It was so happy. You know, we didn't, we, we wouldn't switch unless we kind of, we, we slowly tried it out and slowly moved our policies over. And we got quite a few, you know, business and personal policies and, tried out their service for a couple years before they came in uh, as a sponsor. They've done a great job for us. Eric Boatner, Lisa Boatner, Allstate Agency in Flagstaff, Of uh, national odds and ends here, uh, I am seeing the ratcheting up of the fear mongering machine. Over, well, I don't even know if this is COVID at this point. There's some kind of supposedly some pneumonia that's going around that's affecting kids. So they claim. I mean, can you trust anything these people say anymore? And uh, I'm looking at Drudge Report, one of the many places I go to, although they've changed dramatically over the past couple of years. But the headline in big red letters is masks, social distancing, return to China. And there's, you know, pictures that were reminiscent of 2019, early 2020 in China, where they're, they're scrubbing down streets again, you know, doing nonsense. So they probably got a lot of domestic problems over there. So it's time to ratchet this up. And the subheadline, the next headline is Europe on alert. Don't tell Angela that, you know, we've got some plans, uh, some, some long delayed travel plans 
which entail Europe. And I was like, okay, let's book these flights and let's hope the COVID or any other kind of insanity don't come, doesn't come back. Um, so, so that's happening. So we'll keep an eye on that. I mean, remember a couple months ago, we did see the COVID hysterics ratchet up, ratchet up. Like I'm thinking August, September ish. And there was talk about, oh, the masks are going to come back and restrictions. And everybody just kind of said, you know what, just shut up. And it really disappeared really fast. So I don't know if we'll get to that point again. Just keep saying no to these ding dongs that were so wrong about uh, COVID and so many other things. But yeah, just watching that one. Another one I'm watching and Congressman Biggs, I think, alluded to it a little bit. I can't remember, but just the debt and the issues. Yeah, he did when he was talking about the new Speaker of the House, which many people have given a pass to uh, because he just got in there. But I I don't really – I think he's going to be playing the same old games when it comes to the nation's expenditures. Uh, The Treasury sales – so this is to finance America's debt – Remember, we spend two plus trillion dollars more than we take in. You know, they're spending six, they're taking in four approximately. So the national debt's growing at an astounding rate now. You have to finance that. You have to find, in the past, it was mostly China and and, and Japan and, and in Europe. I mean, a lot of countries would, would buy U.S. treasuries, pay get paid a very low interest rate because of the security that it represented. You know, they're not investing in, let's say, Argentina or something where the country you know, defaults every three and a half minutes. Uh, so U.S. has been that go-to place. They're not buying them. They've reduced their number of treasuries dramatically. Uh, worst stretch for government bonds since the Civil War, you know, to get rid of these things. Even the Federal Reserve, which has been, which had bought a bunch of bonds and put it on their books, they've been selling it too. So there's a whole bunch of treasuries flooding the market, you know, long-term long-term treasuries that have a lower interest rate where people are like, well, why would I do that? I can, I can get a good interest rate and have my cash tied up for six months rather than a uh, longer-term 10-year-plus uh, treasuries out there. So that's a huge problem. And one more thing on the economic side, uh, Charlie Munger, a lot of you may not recognize that name. He just passed away at the age of 99. He was actively still involved in Berkshire Hathaway, which was uh, the, when you hear that name, you think uh, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett started that company, or actually acquired that company, and then made it into a holding. Berkshire Hathaway was originally a garment company, and I, I can't remember. Sometime in the '60s, uh, Warren Buffett bought it and then turned it into this holding company. And started buying all these other companies. Munger was kind of one of the geniuses behind, uh, you know, this. Berkshire Hathaway, this huge behemoth, which has so many, so so many billions of dollars in cash just sitting there, um, waiting to, to scap up more things. But yeah, he passed away. Uh, one more here: the the Coke, well, the Coke Network. Uh, these are people who've financed a lot of conservative candidates in the past. Have has endorsed uh, Nikki Haley, uh, so she's gonna probably be getting a whole bunch of money for her campaign you know she's been surging recently uh, i think DeSantis was hoping to get that but nikki Haley um picked up that really big endorsement so all right your thoughts talk with jeff at icloud.com love to hear from you always love hearing from you uh olivia will be by in just a little bit we'll draw a winner for that gift card that we put out there yesterday for favorite christmas movie have some fun with that a uh, bunch more um, news picks arizona news picks as well mark how it's going to come by so stick around uh for mark as well uh it might be a good time to call desert gold exchange I've been dealing with Justin and his family-run company at Desert Gold Exchange uh, for years now. If you're looking at 
finding out more about owning or maybe you're already in this market and you'd love to add more physical gold and silver uh, to your portfolio for your investments. You can get physical gold and silver delivered uh, and they do a great job of getting it delivered to you. I've had it delivered many times. They'll ship it anywhere for you. Get it just in a couple of days. They're the best pricing out there, guaranteed because uh, they have the lowest commissions. They keep their overhead low. Desert Gold Exchange passes that savings right on to you. Call Desert Gold Exchange at 888 888- 852-4343. That's Desert Gold Exchange, 888-852-4343. Mention the Jeff Ward Show, get a free investor's kit. Plus, <clears throat> excuse me, they'll treat you like gold. Desert Gold Exchange at 888-852-4343. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Namarco's Pizza. Order online at namarcospizza.com. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, Mark Howitz back after taking some time in deep in the heart of Texas. Deep in the heart of Texas. Is that song, something like that. There's I, some clapping involved or something. I even went to the Alamo. Did you go? Did you find the basement? I did not find the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia, you got to see that movie, Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Have you not seen that? Well, no. It's a classic. It's a classic. He just well, passed away. That's a long really? list of things. Yeah, uh, I want to say this past year. Oh, wow. Um, Rick Rubin? What's, I can't remember his name. Don't this is definitely eighties eighties stuff. Olivia would not. She'd watch it. And be like, we'd probably watch it now and be like, "Really? We really watched this and enjoyed it." <laughs> and enjoyed it. The follow up movie didn't go over very big. I can't even remember the actual name of that. But you were doing a biblical studies or seminar or yeah. So it was the. Uh, it's about six different groups: uh, Society of Biblical Literature, American Academy of Religion, uh, Evangelical Theological Society, Near Eastern Archaeological Society. Wow, whole bunch of it's uh, intense. <laughs> Basically, thousands of scholars come together and talk about what they're doing. Okay. Well, save that because I want to hear about that, and we'll maybe talk about it later in the program today or maybe on um, Friday's show um, yeah. and, and hit, pick your brain on what's going on there and what, what you learned because I'm sure you learned something. I did learn something. At least yeah. took away one thing, I hope. Took away a, <laughs> sound like a teacher. A couple of, yeah. A whole lot of good stuff. You know, it was good. kind of like going back to college. It was, yeah. it was fun. Yeah, good yeah. stuff, good stuff. Well, we've been getting back into the groove. Uh, I do thank uh, Congressman Andy Biggs. Was, you probably didn't hear the interview, but uh, he just visited with us and a lot going on in D.C., of course, including this FISA issue. And he's saying, let's not renew this unless we put some safeguards so we're all not being spied on by the government. Um, yes. I think that's a pretty good thing. Um, Olivia, though, has, and she's got to take off here. We, I promised that we would do a drawing uh, yesterday. We put a short fuse on this thing for favorite or least favorite Christmas movies. Yeah, and the winner gets $50 at Sportsman's Bar and Grill. So we're yeah. going to follow we up on that. We did a 24-hour turn and- on this. So we'll, we'll try to do this throughout what's left of November and into you know the Christmas season, Mark, um, to try to get some people some, some stuff. You yeah. know, it's, a, it's always a good deal when you can go out and get some, some good food. But for us, I mean... Uh, you know, for me, the Christmas kind of season, 
I put it at right after Thanksgiving. Like that's when our lights go up. Yeah. So my neighbors did that. They started putting lights up. We watched uh, with the kids about the first half of Rudolph on Thanksgiving night. The original uh, yeah. claymation type thing. Yep. They, yeah. Yeah. That's 1960 something four or something like this. It is amazing how they did that. The patience I would yeah. go. And I use this on Angela said yesterday in the show is not politically correct anymore. I would go postal if I had to do that. <laughs> Did you do that yeah, that I claymation like thing. I'm kidnapping me some rail reindeer. What you amazing! Know it was going to be easier. What yeah. was really interesting is the movie came out in the '60s. The book was the '20s or the '30s, but the the song Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer mm-hmm. predates the movie. It was written oh. apparently based on the book. But okay. it was out about 10 years before the movie. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Well, during Christmas, you know, when we take some time off, right, when we get to Christmas, I have the annual classic special of Olivia talking about Rudolph. And you were just coming on. You, you couldn't have been. How old were you? Nine? <laughs> I was not nine. I had to be younger than that. Eight years old. You know, Olivia has been coming on the show for years. Right. And uh, wait till you hear that. Seven years. I was probably seven. Okay. Voice is different. <laughs> oh, my so gosh. Cute. I wish. She wouldn't. Oh, we would. That thing's it's never. Once it's out there, it's uh, the N- the NSA is listening to that thing. I hate hearing my voice like recorded today. Yeah. a few years ago. Oh my Woo. gosh. Yeah. So so we'll get that. Um, no, but uh, we're um, tonight. We're putting up Christmas lights, and my daughter um, Isabel, who is very tall, and it's kind of like that movie Elf. <laughs> Like, actually, she was in Walmart the other day, and, like, two or three people pulled her aside and said, can you get that from the top shelf? So she's just like, buddy. You know what's funny? I didn't. I never Changing thought of Isabel as being tall, because I'm pretty tall. Yeah. And then I saw your family photo, I'm like, yeah, she's the, oh, like, yeah. the tallest one. Right? Yeah. Close yeah. to it. So I was like, hey, if this whole college thing don't work out, you can be the the, the tall getter oh. thing. At, instead of, like, the <laughs> greeter at Walmart, you can be the... Hey, I can help you get that off the top shelf. Just shout for me when you need to get something. <laughs> yeah, so, I, yeah, I love this time of year. But, okay, we'll get to some more news items, too. Um, Mark's got a, a whole bunch of stuff that's piled up over the past few weeks. Uh, I've also got something on Disney kind of losing out here because of their wokeness. I want to hit that next hour. Yes. Big surprise. Hitting them economically. Hitting them economically. And they're acknowledging that in the annual shareholder letter that the CEO put out. Mm-hmm. Saying, That's hey, a real surprise. Yeah, that, that they're actually acknowledging it. Now, do they do anything? Do they change? Probably not. They're like That should be a warning to shareholders if companies acknowledging that something they're doing, like, hey, we've got this great product, but it's poisoning people, you know, and we're just going to keep selling it. So I don't know if that's a Hope good analogy. Poisoning their minds through Disney, I'd say, right, would, right. would be more appropriate. We'll get to that. Uh, plus, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff heating up on the abortion side of things um, that Marks uh, piled up, and um, also some weird oddball laws. We'll see if we have time. Oh, EV, the EV things finally breaking even more. A, a uh, liberal governor saying, "Hold on a second, maybe this EV mandate thing is not working." Yeah, so, I just heard uh, the today, dam's breaking. Three thousand dealers wrote the Biden administration say, eh. "Hold it, put on yeah. the brakes on this thing," because yeah. Biden wants to by twenty thirty have fifty percent of new cars being EVs. This is a pipe dream, and the dealers are saying, "Hey, these things are piling up on our lots. Nobody's buying them." Yeah, 
Total pipe dream. All right. Uh, in my haste to get to Congressman Andy Biggs, I forgot to mention uh, Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group, brokered by EXP. How, how could I forget Kelly, uh, who is the realtor that I would call if I was selling a home in the Flagstaff area right now? Uh, she, on this program, you've heard so many people who have used Kelly to sell homes or have interacted with her. She has a wealth of knowledge out there, and you need that right now. It's kind of a strange market, and uh, you want to get top dollar for your home. Obviously, Kelly has a great team around her that will help you get absolute top dollar. She's done this time and time again for people. Uh, you want to deal with a, the absolute professional, the a person who's passionate about selling real estate, and that is Kelly Broadus. Here's her number, 888-446-5602. Kelly Broadus at 888-446-5602. Or go to northernarizonafinehomes.com. Okay, we got, got some entries here. We got to step it up though a little bit, folks. It was less than I anticipated. Um, so the next time we do one, we, we want to get more. We're still warming up. We're still warming up to the, the Christmas spirit here. Mark, do you have a favorite Christmas movie real quick? You know, I like Rudolph. I still love Rudolph. He's a Rudolph guy. I've, I've watched it since I was a, a tiny kid. Yeah. And I still probably see it every year. That's the one, huh? Yeah. That's the one. Well, we started the other day. We watched uh, Home Alone with uh, Macaulay Calkin from the what was that, early 90s. That's my late wife's. Family tradition. They'll oh, watch I like that on Thanksgiving evening. They'll watch Home Alone. Yeah, oh, we watched it like the next the next night, day. I think. I think yeah. yeah, and then Isabel was with us, so we we're all together. She's like, "Let's watch another Christmas movie." So of course we had to watch uh, Christmas Vacation with, with Chevy Chase. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> just who doesn't have a cousin? A cousin Eddie. A couple weeks ago, I did watch Die Hard, which people claim is a Christmas movie. Favorite Christmas movie of many people. Favorite Christmas movie movie with you know. Some mass casualties. <laughs> least favorite of the rest of us sane people. All right. So what do you got there? Give us some. Uh, what what the listeners say? Carl says a Christmas story is his favorite. Let's shoot your eye out. I like the story as seen from the point of view Ralphie as a little kid. Some of the memories remind me of my Christmas experiences as a kid in upstate New York. Yeah. Yeah. With the As cold as it is, Mark, right? You know <laughs> yes. what I'm saying? Oh, yes. you're, you're wearing it like Ralphie's brother with the, the suit that you can't bend the arms. Because it's negative 20 degrees. Okay, thanks for that, Carl. I like that. That's the one we watch Christmas Eve, like day. Yeah. Not Christmas Eve, but during the day, we usually put that one in. That wraps up our, our Christmas, uh, right? Movie we watching. We watch that Christmas Eve. I actually... Yeah, that's what I had. Christmas Eve day. No, we watch it at night. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I actually bought my buddy one of those leg lamps. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> Fragile. Fragile. Did you it in the box? It the, was uh, yeah, well, the it was wood a miniature box. one. It was a small one. Yeah. And, I'm sure they're um, still around, yeah. I think, yeah. I'm not sure what he did with it. That think, huge box. Imagine if, um, with all the packages that come now by, you know, delivery. Yeah, yeah. If they had to carry, do the wooden boxes still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be, be a trainer. All right, give us another one, Olivia. Charles says, favorite movie is Elf. It's just a stupid, funny family movie. Makes the family laugh every time we watch it. Least favorite movie is Scrooged. Family just didn't like the actors portrayed in the story. We watched that last Those year. Those are Bill Murray, I think, from the yeah. maybe 90s. I didn't like that one either. Yeah, it's just... I mean, I it didn't so hate so. it. It's just kind of like, huh. Okay, okay. so... Yeah. I want to hear some Grinch. That's my other favorite. Which one? The cartoon or the Jim Carrey one? Uh, no, no. Not the Jim Carrey one. The cartoon. I didn't mind the Jim Carrey one. I like yeah, yeah. the cartoon's the only real version. Yeah, cartoon yeah. One. The original is always my favorite. Yeah, we'll watch that. We've got that on uh, DVD or I something. I like it like better that. than Rudolph. We've got that on VHS. I do, too. Uh, and we'll probably start watching that. But my kids have been so little that we have to watch these movies that don't keep them up all night. Oh, Isabel got scared of Rudolph with the um, 
the bottom the of the snowman. She, she's yeah. like, Mom. Angela was out at something. Okay, let's do one it's more. It's going to get me. we got to get to some serious stuff, so let's do one more. Oh, uh, we have another a Christmas story. It shows a real family Christmas and what's it all about. What it's all about. Christmas Susie. story. Okay, that's Ralphie. Okay, there's no miracle on whatever, whatever street. Or, is that the one? And then there's the white. Which one was the white Christmas? <laughs> yeah, we had another one. Yeah, what was that one? Um, it says, I'm an original New Yorker, and I believe the best number one film is Miracle on 31st Street. Worst film, the Bruce Willis film you mentioned during your <laughs> show yesterday. Is that Jillian? Uh, Jill, yeah. J- hey, Jillian. Um, yeah, I, I like Die Hard, but I wouldn't lump that in as Christmas movie just because they're at a Christmas party, and it happens to get taken over by terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Thank you, everyone, for the entries. Uh, we'd just like to give out some stuff, especially during this time of year. We'll ramp it up as we get into December, try to have some more fun with it. And all you, yeah, get in on this, and we'll, the more people that get in, the more we'll probably do it and, and give away. Okay, draw, draw a name there. All right, here we go. Da, 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 da. Oh, we just read this one. Jill. Jillian. Jill. Jillian. Yeah, there's okay, only yeah, one, one, so. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that's 50 bucks at Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Right, so we will get that to you soon yep. and hope you enjoy. 50 bucks, Sportsman, Sportsman's Bar and Grill is located just north of downtown Flagstaff right there in that Basha Shopping Center. So I hope you all, they support us, hope you all support them as well. Great food. Uh, uh, $50 at Sportsman's go a long oh, way. Oh, it's going to go. They got a $4 menu there. We're like it's good stuff. It's not like you're getting some, you know watered down uh, bean burrito on the discount menu or something <laughs> you're getting like pozzoli you're getting like real food homemade real good stuff uh plus uh tomorrow is wing wednesday so lunchtime dinner time take advantage of that uh half price wings which is a really really good price and really good deal at sportsman's bar and grill okay olivia you may exit here when we go to commercial break and we'll have you back i think tomorrow yeah, and we'll maybe do I'll another giveaway. We'll see. No yeah, school. she's she, no school for like like three weeks, so that's that's a good deal there. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. We love your comments. Keep those coming. Hey, if you get a rock chip in your windshield, remember to call Diamond Auto Glass first. Uh, they will get that fixed so it doesn't spread to your entire windshield and then gets really costly. Uh, you need a new windshield. Diamond Auto Glass will also work with your insurance company. They they do such a great job. I unfortunately have had to go there far too many times because this happens to me a lot. They already put cinders down on my street. Yeah. Already. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, it barely, it, it was barely anything. We've gotten wimpy. You know, with the, it used to be they wouldn't even put down salt and cinders. It's like, okay, yeah, there's a foot of snow. Let's get the trucks out there. But right. more people, and that, that's what happens. But once those cinders go down, you're going to get those rock ships. Go to Diamond Auto Glass on 4th Street in Flagstaff. They'll take really good care of you. Give them a call if you need to set up an appointment, 928-779-4140. That's 928-779-4140. Or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show
right, Mark Howitz here with me. Uh, sh- pretty short on time here, Mark, but uh, let's carry this over to the next hour, which is the hostage exchanges that have been going on. Israel, Hamas. Yes. What's the quick version here? And we'll expand okay. on it more next hour. Quick version is 60 Israeli hostages, women and children have been released okay. in exchange for 180 Muslim hostages. Um, How's that happen? How's that? Three to one. Yeah. yeah. Well, what is that? It's not as bad as it could be. Okay. You know, I mean, I'm glad. I, I, if, imagine if you're in that situation and be like, yeah, thousand to one. Yeah, right. When I was there in Israel uh, in 2010, that was the situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what Hamas is doing is holding on to the soldiers, the men, and because they're short on food, water, all these things. Oh, I imagine it, it's too much of a burden to even hold these hostages. It, it behooves them to get rid of babies, mm-hmm. the frail, whoever, yeah, and to hold on to the high value assets. Well, no matter using. what, there's always a battle of public will. Mm-hmm. Um, Right until the end, the Nazis in Germany were trying to still get public will on their side worldwide. They were always oh, trying sure. to do that. Yeah. I mean, that never that never ends, no matter the organization or the structure or whatever. So, yep. um, I mean, I don't know how you get any public will if you're Hamas, but apparently <laughs> do we see it here in America and around the world. And one thing I, I will say, <laughs> it's crazy. You know, we don't have time to discuss it this hour, but you know, the the Gazans have really they view Hamas differently than we do. We always think there's Hamas and then there's the rest of Gaza. It's not quite like that. Hamas is Gaza. Uh, the Gazans elected Hamas. They view them as their heroes, their freedom fighters, so to speak. So you can't really separate the Gazan people from Hamas any more than you can separate during World War II the, the German people from Adolf Hitler at the time. They they elected him. They fought in his armies. They built his munitions. I, w- I wonder how that changes, though, Mark, or at when you're you're seeing your your homes destroyed, and you know that they've they've brought you to war, and they've brought you to this situation that's um, you know now they're going up against Israel, their so-called leaders and their yep. their, their saviors, Hamas. I'm talking, about, and the general population. At some point, you're like, w- when does that uh, opinion sway dramatically, and they make they make a change? It does, but the German army fought, yeah, to, to the very end. to the very end. It would have kept right? going too, yeah. yeah. Would have kept going. That's so, not that's not the that's not the Nazis. That's just the German army. They just kept going. Yeah, yeah. And so they had that loyalty to. Yep, this we go to the end. Our home country, our yeah, home exactly. Field, whatever. The homeland. Yeah. Um, but the good news is though that there was sixty um, so far, and then there were Americans as well. Uh, but so there's a sixty Israelis and twenty one others. Uh, okay, other countries, other, other countries, a couple okay. Asians. Um, Okay. Some other people, so. Yeah, but there's still how many? Do we even have a... a, a About 160 left hmm. still in Hamas control. Yeah, that's just unbelievable. But yeah. has it been kind of the... Sea- I haven't followed much, and I got disconnected during Thanksgiving week when I took time off. Has there... Does the ceasefire holding for, for the most part? So the Israelis are saying, we'll extend the ceasefire for one day for every 10 hostages that are released. Okay. So Hamas releases another 10, we'll, we won't bomb. One more day. One more day. One more day. Qatar, you know, is the country that's brokering all this. They're, Qatar and Hamas are in tight. Um, and so that's where all the brokering of the deal is going on. It's actually in Qatar. Okay. Interesting. And we'll see how it goes. It's we'll gonna, see how it goes. It's going to come to an end at some point. Once they're down to the just the healthy male hostages. Yeah. Then it'll be back at it. Yeah. Okay. More on this next hour. Plus, Woke Disney. We'll hit on that. And uh, the abortion issue heating up much more. More with Mark Howitt. Stick around. Back in just a few minutes.
This portion of the show is brought to you by Timberline Firearms and Training. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. I should have had the cameras on in that one. You missed that, Mark. Mark Howitt's here with me. Almost dropped my whole drink. Oh, nice. I caught it. It was a great <laughs> save. That would have been a great little two-second video. Welcome back, everyone. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Last hour, I did have uh, Congressman Andy Biggs on. We touched on the border just a bit, how many people are being, well, they're, they're, sur- they're coming over and they're surrendering and turning, turning themselves in. You know, it used to be you would evade Border right. Patrol. Ice, ice, run, run. Everybody runs. Now it's they know they come over and turn themselves in and they get processed and released into, into the, the country. Into the country, right? Record, record numbers. Yeah. So I'm, I'm reading this article and uh, I want to get to the details about what's going on in uh, Lukeville, which is the border crossing down there right across from Sonoida, which is the, the trip to Rocky Point. M- many people are familiar with okay. that. So yes. that's the, the Lukeville. I think that's what it's called, right? Lukeville crossing right there. Hopefully I got that Good right. question. Yeah. <laughs> Sonoida's on the Mexican side. There's nothing on the American side except for the borrowing place and a couple of trailers and a gas station with the questionable um, cleanliness of the gas, t- of, the, of the bathroom <laughs> that many people stop at. Um, so let's get to that. And then I want to hit on Disney's wokeness. Uh, we'll touch on the abortion issue that's ramping up as well. Uh, before I do that, though. I want to re- remind you that uh, it's a good time to call Zero Res of Northern Arizona. Now, they do carpet cleaning. They do the tile floor cleaning, the grout joints and all that, fabrics on your couches, your vehicles, all of that. Uh, they do a great job. And you don't want to have family over and you don't get your carpets cleaned and all that. And, you, you know, you, you don't have – you love family, right, Mark? So do you, after you, you have, do you clean the carpet before everybody comes over or after everybody comes over? You know how the, the, the word can spread that – you get aunt whoever over or, or the in-laws or something. And like, yeah, Mark's wife didn't clean the carpets. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a bad example because I'm sure you, you have immaculate. Well, so, so you probably don't even have carpets. We, we were, we still have some very carpet few. in the house, okay. in the bedrooms and stuff. So, but yeah. my wife is very particular about cleaning oh, yeah. before Rachel's, people comes over, yeah. come over. And after, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm more particular about after because I'm like, <laughs> I want these people's germs out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the least germaphobic person I, I think I know. You know, I but, know, but you know, but they're I in your house. Gu- I know guys. Guys go to the men's room, and the floor is just nasty. Yeah, what is with that? And then they come into your house with the same <laughs> shoes and walk all over your your floors. Yeah, and it's like, ah. yeah, outhouses, outhouses. Yeah. <laughs> go on outside. Anyway, um, that's why I think you should call it zero res before and after. and after <laughs> get it done. And it's really affordable. Three rooms of carpet clean for 138 bucks. If you still got carpet in your bathroom. I've got old- a customer with that. Yeah? Oh. We're going to tear it out for him, but... Oof. It, you might be tearing out the oh. subfloor as well. Yes. I saw, I was watching some movie from maybe the 70s, 80s, and the, it was the carpeted shag bathroom. And I was like, yeah, wow. That was great the first day it went yeah, in. Yeah, I'm not big into like building codes and regulations, but that would be one where I'd say do not carpet. And then once they got rid of the carpet, they started doing those things where you put the carpet thing that goes around the toilet. Right. That you put. <laughs> that it's like, no, thing. just let it go. <laughs> let it go. Thing. Anyway, Zero Res of Northern Arizona. They will take care of you. 100, 138 bucks, three rooms of carpet cleaned. Deep clean tile and grout starting at $69 a room. Depends on your room size. They do an excellent job. ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. ZeroResNorthernArizona.com or call 928-378-8888. 928-378-8888. Okay, Mark. So the border issue. Talking with this 
with, with Congressman Biggs last hour. Yep. Nobody's doing anything. It's no. just getting worse and worse. Uh, they they okay. They plugged up a couple holes that they were using for like uh, water flow uh, washes and stuff. Yep. People were going through. But what's happening on the Mexican side is is it's pushing people to the next point, to the next point. So it's starting to get literally. We're talking about yesterday a queue, yes, forming yes. that you can see and that they know it's coming. So a guy, uh, border patrol agent, died what a week ago or so on an ATV. Uh, going to an area where people were coming across illegally. I'd heard that they're saying don't chase anymore now. Yeah, I believe it. So that's happening. Uh, Lukeville is the crossing. Did you pull that up? I did, yeah. It's yeah. crossing to Rocky Point, basically. Right to Rocky Point. South of, like, say, Buckeye, south of Phoenix. Yeah, Ajo. Yeah. You go through Ajo. You go through Y. There's a town called Y, and you're like, why? Why? Yeah, that's y. right. W-H-Y. Yeah. <laughs> poor K, poor K. And anyway, you, you keep heading south, and you, you cross the border. Usually no problem getting into Mexico. And that's, you go, that whole area is Oregon Pipe Cactus uh, National, National Monument. Yep, 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 yep. Which means our state, you know, when you try to th- do things like the con- shipping container wall, mm-hmm. this is federal land, the Oregon Pipe mm-hmm. yeah, National it goes Monument. Right to the border. So you, as a state, you really can't do anything there. No, you can't do anything there. And then part of the, the area to the, I believe, east is Tohono Onam, um, which uh, um, Indian Reservation, which right. is on the Mexican side and the American side. So that's a huge issue there, trying yes. to coordinate <laughs> that. They have sealed up parts of it, but they're pu- it's pushing towards Lukeville is one of them. And now they've basically had to pull people that are helping mainly Americans get back through the Lukeville corridor. If you've ever gotten to Rocky Point, there's Sonoida, which is a little town on the Mexican side. And then yep. you drive through the desert for an hour, hour, 20 minutes to, to get, get to, to the Rocky beach. Point. There, yeah. ain't, there ain't nothing there. There's, there's not much there. It's very nope. sparsely populated. It's desert, the snoring desert. Uh, so anyway, you come back. If you come back on a Sunday, it's a train wreck all the time because there's only, I want to say four stalls maybe. You know, coming in, yeah, if memory serves me right. Going back on a Sunday here is almost as bad now as driving down to Phoenix on a Sunday. Yeah, on I-17. yeah it's so bad. Almost bad. Almost yeah. as bad. Yeah. it's. But now they're pulling agents, people away from that to go help in the field because of all the people coming across illegally. Right. So they're saying that's... Um, it's gotten even worse. It's taken even more time. Border Patrol released a statement yesterday. Here it is. The U.S. is continuing to see increased levels of migrant encounters at the southwest border, fueled by smugglers peddling disinformation to prey on vulnerable individuals and encourage migration. As we respond with additional resources and apply consequences for unlawful entry, the migration uh, trends shift as well. We continue to adjust our operational plans to maximize enforcement efforts against those non-citizens who do not use lawful pathways or processes such as uh, CBP-1. Uh, I have more of this statement, but I could sense the frustration. And I, I, I know, you know, the Border Patrol people, they actually want to they want to do their job. They want the tools right. to do their job. They're on the front line, literally. They could yep. literally be stopping the next terrorists from coming into this country or drug smugglers or, or whatever. These guys have, have all the tools taken away from them, Mark. They, they really have. Yeah, and I, I always try to look at this. And say, what's the bigger solution? What there's a constant flow of people coming up. Mm-hmm. Why are they coming up? And it, you know, it's always to make more money, better life. I mean, there's, there's economic, a, yeah, economic reasons. Maybe um, there's always, really bad things happening in, in their country, wherever it is. Yeah, and yeah. there's always a few nefarious characters involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sure, the vast majority of the people want a better 
living. Yeah. Yeah. And why? I, so again, I, I keep saying, I can see it. why don't we bring manufacturing, not just back to America, but to the Western hemisphere, pull it out of China. It's happening. And bring it back to Mexico, bring it into Honduras, Guatemala, South America. I bought something and for the like, I just cannot remember what it is. Um, but it was a part that was being made in China for the last, uh, you know, 10, 20 years. Yeah. And I looked on the back of it. And I'm going to forget. After, remember after the show what this item was, a household type item made. And now it says made in Mexico again. Excellent. So after 20 years, and I had heard that the numbers, I announced this a few weeks ago, the economic numbers are there's uh, Mexico is the largest uh, exporter into the U.S. now. Nice. Um, yeah. So once again, more companies are shifted from the instil- instability of dealing with a communist government, the CCP in, in China. Yeah. They would rather deal with, well, quite frankly, a corrupt <laughs> country <laughs> yeah. in Mexico. Right. Um, but there's a lot of strategic geographic advantages, which is Mexico and U.S. have always had a very close relationship. Things sure. might get out of hand and and and. and Afraid for quite a while. We've it's, it's had a couple wars and things like that. Since, mostly since the Alamo. Maybe yeah, a little bit after yeah that. exactly. <laughs> exactly. And there's the geographic thing. Look, you don't have to. If there was ever a conflict with with China, you're not relying on the shipping lanes. Right. Um, we're talking a huge border where stuff can get made. So I think it's happening, Mark. The numbers are showing it's starting to happen, but it's going to take. It took it took twenty thirty years to outsource all this stuff to Southeast Asia. Yeah. It's going to take decades to get it all back. I think if you got after it, I think in a decade, you could really shift manufacturing to the Western Hemisphere, take advantage of all this cheap labor that's in Central America. You know, a lot of the immigrants aren't Mexican that are coming up there, no. Guatemalan and further south. And even, even Africa, Asia. And even, and yes, places, coming yeah. up through, coming up through South border. and Central America, yeah. You know, looking to make money. But if you provide the jobs, which they are there, we need the manufacturing base of a, of Cheap labor. We cannot mm-hmm. bring all manufacturing back to the States. Your, nope. your cheap plastic parts, your mop, your broom, <laughs> the stuff that's never going to be made in America and yeah. doesn't need to be your made in America. Your clothes, your fasteners, your, right. your nails, your this, your that. There's never coming back. High-tech stuff, steel, your aluminum. We need that stuff here. Your mm-hmm. concrete. You know, stuff we make. Big products out of cars. But the, the cheap plastic stuff that were, you know, big lighters, whatever it is, coming yeah. from China. It, that can be done in Mexico. It might cost. It might cost a little more because labor costs are probably more in Mexico than they are in China. Sure. But then by the time you back out the, like I said, geographic issues, mm-hmm. shipping something over the ocean versus rail or, or trucking whatever yep. from Mexico. And that's what I think it's is, an offset. It's some new rail lines. Yeah, which um, presents new challenges for yes. <laughs> smuggling and. Um, but it's it's already happening right now. Um, it doesn't even have to be in Mexico. You know, you can ship by boat. From Guatemala, Honduras, True. Peru, wherever, up to the border of Texas, stick it on a rail car there, just like we do in L.A. from China. Yeah. And, uh, you know, get some of that shipping away from L.A. and from California <laughs> and their monopoly on that and <laughs> shift it to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of options. I think that's really encouraging because I think we are starting to see some sort of maybe not direct reinsourcing to America specifically, but at least to the Americas, at least yes. to North America. And I, I think that's going to be good especially where I think we're going in the next decade with this potential. I mean, China's the the other big kid on the block, and eventually... Yep. Well, the other thing know, we've got to focus on, too, is you've got to stabilize these countries like Venezuela. The oil abundance they have there that they could be providing to us. Biggest in the world, I think, right? Venezuela. So why, we need to work on stabling, stabilizing that country to shore up our own energy resources here in the Western Hemisphere. Yeah, 
And Venezuela is a real tragedy because there's no reason why that country should be facing inflation and poverty like it is. Yes. Other than just stup- stupidity and politics, har- yep. horrible government. It goes to show you how bad government can go awry if you let it. Yes. Because they should be the, really the Saudi Arabia of, of the Americas. They should be. Um, yeah. It's not just oil and, and petroleum-based products. They have all kinds of minerals, natural resources, and natural beauty. I mean, you've seen pictures of Venezuela. This whole hemisphere does. Yeah. And yeah. they've got Miss, Miss uh, Universe or something. They, they always won that competition for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. good-looking girls, lots of oil. <laughs> lots of oil on great beaches and, and just big a bad mountains. Government. Yeah, just a bad government. So, okay, continuing on with this statement from the Border Patrol, though. This was yesterday, beginning at 3 p.m. local time. CBP's Office of Field Operations will temporarily suspend vehicle processing operations at Eagle Pass International Bridge 1 in Eagle Pass, Texas. So, you know, no more border crossings there in Texas. Okay. And at 2 p.m. local time, reduce vehicle uh, processing at Lukeville, Arizona, in order to redirect personnel to assist the U.S. Border Patrol with taking migrants into custody. In response to this influx in encounters, we will continue to surge all available resources to expeditiously and safely process migrants. We will maximize consequences against those without a legal basis to remain in the United States. Uh, And they're going to continue to prioritize our border security mission as necessary in response to this evolving situation. That's from U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. Blah, blah, Uh, blah, blah, blah. I think they do this, whoever wrote this in the agency, I, I bet you they do want to do that. But they ain't going to do that because the administration, their bosses, aren't going to let it happen. Right. That's what I'm saying. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. It's a lot of talk. What you're actually going to see on the ground is, you know, shifting some problems from here to there. Yeah. But no resolution of the problem. Exactly. And meanwhile, so many Arizonans do go to Rocky Point. Yes. People <laughs> in California, too. Think about this. You've got a huge economic boon for Rocky Point, for that city, Puerto yep. Penasco. So if you dry that up because people are like, I'm frustrated. I don't want to go down there. A, it takes me nine hours to get across the border and it might be shut down. Yep. B, the cartel's moving all over to the, in the area. It's crazy what's happening with the, the battle that's going on with the, um, is it the Sinaloa cartel, I believe, who've moved into the Sonora area. So eventually people say, maybe I'm not going down there. What does that do to that economy? Right. And then they're going to the border and, and saying, they, I got a new exactly. economic the situation up here, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, Mexico is a very heavy tourist industry oh, yeah. kind of place. Uh, you know, not just up at Rocky Point. You know, you go down to, um, you know, yeah, Cabo uh, San Lucas, oh, Cozumel, all these all places. The coast. Yeah, all the the beautiful coast of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's nice and warm compared yeah. to California waters, freezing oh, cold. It's, right. It's, I've been to so many places in Mexico. It's some of the most beautiful places uh, you'll find in the world. Yep. Um, in, in Mexico. Now, what's also happened, Mark, is a little town. Kind of to the east of Lukeville. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Sasabi. It's, just lo- it's a little border crossing. And Next, it's not I much. Look that one up. <laughs> yeah, look that one up. It's like to the east on the Arizona-Mexico border. It's really small. South of Tucson. Okay. It's like south, uh, west of Tucson. Now, what's ha- on Sasabe, S-A-S-A-B-E. Yes, I found it. Sasabe. Sasabe. We'll go with that. On the Mexican side, there's a small town that used to be about 2,500 people. Um, also called Sasabi. Yeah, that's the that's where the people are living. The other side is just a border crossing, like like uh, Lukeville. Uh, what's happened there is the cartel has now made this a big center of operation for mainly what I'm reading human smuggling. Who knows if any of this is true? I'm not there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the t- people have tried to flee the town 
into Mexico or into the U.S. because the cartel is running all the routes, the roads there. So if they even try to flee south, they're actually kidnapping people. Yeah. Uh, so it's become a wreck. So you've got this crisis that's going on there because of the cartel. And I ask, how how can the Mexican government not take care of this after all these decades? And basically, the cartel's running carte blanche. Yeah, it's you know, just, it's much bigger than the mafia. Oh. You know, that was in Chicago and then New York. New York and and yeah, they're even, huge, even in Texas. But um, yeah, it, you really the U.S. at some point is going to have to step into the game and go fight, back into Mexico, fight the cartels. Oof. You know, just well, that's right at our doorstep, Mark. I mean, it's like we we do all these ventures around the world. Yeah, if you're going to deploy troops and deploy and then we them have into Mexico, yeah, we have. We're, how many borders are we defending around, around the, the world? world? Yep. I mean, what what do we got? Fifty thousand troops in in South Korea, yeah, uh, defending that border, track, yeah. something like that. It's a large number. Uh, maybe we've got him do something down there at the border. What do you think Trump would do if he becomes president? Do you think he would do it this time? He had talked about it the first time. Yeah, it's it's a complicated thing because you know Mexico Mexico is a sovereign country. You can't just go in there. Well, with, yeah, but you've got to coordinate with them and say, hey, we're here to help you. Yeah, what's going on here? You and guys have a town that's basically being held hostage by the cartel in northern Mexico. Yeah, and if they say and if they refuse your help, you got to say, well, now we're going to sanction you. We're going to you know freeze bank accounts of high. Profile business. We're going to make it happen. You have yeah. to put the pre- You have to put the pressure on Mexico to fix this problem, or to let us help fix the problem. Just like you would put the pressure on um, Russia, Ukraine. You know the Russia Ukraine thing, mm-hmm. uh, Iran, whoever. You know we're always putting financial pressures on people, and, they, and it hurts after a while, and they start to capitulate to our. our there was, desires. There's, there's way too much money from the cartel for for Mexico and the corrupt. Mexican yeah. government, quite frankly. I've always said, you yeah. know, you just need to agent orange, you know, the, the marijuana fields, the coke, yeah, whatever. They, they've just, tried that before. They just, <laughs> just move it. They're so good at moving that stuff and, you know, yeah. bringing it up from, from South and Central America. Anyway, border's a mess. I don't know. I know a lot of you go down to Rocky Point, especially this time of year. If you're going through there, like, um, very recently or coming up in the next week, I'd love you to email me and tell me what your experience was coming back through. Is it, has it become impossible? I, I don't hear about a Sunday afternoon because that's a nightmare no matter what, but you're coming through in a weekday or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's Tuesday, a nine-hour nightmare now. I don't know. I'd love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Okay, uh, Mark, I got to go out and see Rob at Timberline Firearms and Training. Uh, he has a lot of great safes out there, which I think is really important. Uh, especially if you're into firearms or we talk about gold, silver, we talk about all that stuff. I'm always amazed Documents, fires. At the number of people that have firearms and don't have any kind of safe yeah. to lock them up in. Have a safe. Most everybody. A lot, of, like a lot of people, yeah. But also the fire danger. Um, your important documents. Yep. A lot of these safes have one hour, hour and a half ratings, things like that. And that's usually the duration of the fire. And then hopefully you can crack fire it open. Department got there by then. Hopefully. Yeah. And you can, <laughs> you can, you can save your valuables or your, your important documents. Timberline's also got a lot of great training courses available. Take advantage of that. Carry concealed, uh, stop the bleed course is an absolute must call them up. This is a good time to book stuff. Um, get somebody a present coming up here for Christmas or, uh, you know, for the holidays, um, gift cards are great. Timberline Firearms and Training, five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall. Or give them a call, 928-526-7900. That's 928-526-7900. 
Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. If you get a rock chip in your windshield, remember to call Diamond Auto Glass first. They'll take care of you and get that fixed before it spreads to the rest of your windshield. Also, you need a new windshield, Diamond Auto Glass is a place to go right there on 4th Street in Flagstaff, 928-779-4140. That's 928-779-4140 or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. Cowitz here with me. Um, here's a good one for you. How disconnected Biden is from the economic reality. Um, remember transitory inflation. It's just gonna, we're just it's transitory. It's just, it's just temporary. Yeah, yeah. They 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 implied that it was going to just go up for a while and then go back down. Transitory. I always said transitory meant new higher level, going to stay there mm-hmm. forever and grow at two, three, four percent or whatever, maybe more. Here's what Biden said. Uh, because it's not the government's fault that you're paying so much more, that you're paying double for some things, right? I mean, not it's kind of the government's fault. Not the government's fault. Quote, any corporation that has not brought their prices back down, even as inflation has come down, even as the supply chains have been rebuilt, it's time to stop price gouging. Biden said at the launch of a new White House supply chain initiative, he goes on to say, quote unquote here, give the American consumer a break. Okay, so if, if corporations are truly price gouging, you know how you stop that? More free market. The more competition yeah. there is, prices will come down. It's, you know, if you've got one supplier, they're going to gouge you for sure. Right? Well, certainly, I mean, they, they pump so much money in $9 trillion. That's still working through the economy, Mark. It is. And yeah. look, your plumber that charges say $120 an hour now for a service call that maybe was charging a hundred before yep. the COVID hysterics and all the money printing. He's not going back to a hundred because his insurance company charges him more. Yep. Uh, the gas costs more. Yep. The workers comp costs more. The wages business have gone up insurance. from this to the, you know, from yep. it's the whole thing. You don't see, this is the problem with a politician being in Washington DC for 50 plus years. He thinks you just say, hey, just lower those prices. Yeah. You're no. gouging. You just got to lower it because inflation's come back down. Okay, Mark, inflation's come back down. Instead of it being at 9%, I think the last number was, what, 35 or 4% or something? Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to figure it's out. It's still I high. The, I was on the government, uh, what was it, the labor site or whatever, trying to figure out the CPI. <laughs> What a confusion. <laughs> yeah, good luck. It's a rigged yes. number anyway, right? Right. It does seem to be in that three range compared to the nine. Let's say it's even at three. Yep. Okay. It it went down from nine, but it's still 3% annual inflation if you believe their numbers. But that's off the new numbers that everything went up. Right. And everything. It's 3% on top of the yeah, 9%. I know. What a bonehead. All the input costs have gone up, Mark. You don't yes. just say, oh, it's because inflation's come down from such a high level of 9%. Now it's no, 3 the, the oh, you rate just, of climb. Yeah, the rate of climb. It's just, it's just going up. It's just less bad. You're still at 33,000 <laughs> feet heading for 35. You know. When so I hear this stuff, thing it's hopeless that, with that these people, people have forgotten. You know, 
the Republicans, when Trump first got in, in office the first year, they yeah. passed the tax breaks. And in that was some tax breaks for small businesses. A lot of the tax breaks are uh, are going to expire after 2025. Right. And so, you know, as businesses look at that, they have to, they're like, well, if we drop our cost, we've got to re- immediately re-raise them because our tax break. It's tax hit. It's going to, yeah, it's going to hit us. No, no, they just make it. See, that's the problem. He thinks that the corporations, and it's not just the corporations, Biden, it's all the small businesses and yep. all that. He thinks they just, they print their own money like he does. Yep. He has no idea that, that, that you can't do that in the private sector like the government. Seriously, they live in such a bubble. <laughs> they do live in a bubble. And, you know, you talked about all the, uh, the money that went in through COVID times. Yeah. You know, it's still going in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's still no, working its way through the system, too. Well, no, and not just that money, but we're in a definite, you know, we're borrowing money every year. Yeah. To stuff into two trillion, the system. Two trillion right? at least. So it's another two trillion into the system every year. Yeah. If you put if you stopped putting that two trillion into the system, we would hit recession tomorrow. It, it would be hard. Oh, yeah. It would be instant. It, it, it might be a depression. It, yeah, it'd be very it's so it's so juiced up at this point. All right. Yep. Let's carry this over here in just a second. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. I can save you some money because if you got a smartphone that's uh, broken, maybe bad battery, cracked screen, charging port problems, you name it, uh, just wireless in Flagstaff can fix that for you. Uh, yeah, it depends on the cost, but usually 90, 100 bucks, they get that fixed up, and that's a lot cheaper than buying a whole new smartphone. Better for the environment as well. Uh, you're looking for some Christmas ideas. Just Wireless has a great line of accessories. They've got uh, refurbished phones, so new-to-you phones at Just Wireless. Uh, go check that out uh, right there on Milton Avenue as, as uh, I-17 comes into Flagstaff. And uh, stop on by, save a whole bunch of money. You can also get more info at JustWirelessAZ.com. That's JustWirelessAZ.com. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Mark Howitz here with me. Love your comments. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Keep those piling up and we'll, we'll share them as the week progresses. Uh, which one do we hit on? We're never going to get to all this. I'm going to have to have you back this week. Uh, I'll give you a pulper. You, you can pick Disney, abortion, or EVs. Let's talk about abortion because there's okay. a couple hot things. Okay, let's go with that. Going on right now, there's five states that are facing constitutional amendments that would allow abortion. Um, you know, briefly reading through them, they're written in such a way they sound like they're just kind of a compromise, but really they open the doors wide open to all 40 weeks right up to the baby's umbilical cords getting cut. So they're going the California route. Yeah, and so a lot of them are written with, uh, they'll say abortion on demand up until viability, uh, 22, 24 weeks, something like that. And then after that, with a, uh, not a physician's, but uh, <laughs> what do they call that person, care provider or something? It's, it's not even necessarily a licensed doctor. Yeah, and can could- say, you need one based on your mental health. In other words, having a baby might make you sad, 
postpartum depression. Therefore, you should get an abortion. This reminds me of like um, when we had the medical only marijuana and you had to go to a doctor to get it. And it was like, right. I never heard of anyone getting denied, right? It's, <laughs> right there's yeah. always some kind of reason they come up with. Well, yeah. You'll find somebody. That- we, we went, walked by those places in Venice Beach in California and it was... You know, the girl in the scanty clad clothing, the doctor is in. The doctor's in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so, exactly. It just opens the door wide open. And part of the stupid wokeness in all these things is they don't say the, the woman's right to an abortion or anything like that. It's the individual seeking an abortion. Mm. Because it might be a transgendered man that wants an abortion. I, anyway, they're trying to be politically yeah. woke correct. So, you're, you're saying a, a woman who says they're a man now. Yeah, they're trying to go that route. But only women can get pregnant, as far as I can still ascertain. As far as you can still ascertain. Yes. Is that... <laughs> I mean, I took a week off last week, so did something change, you know I, I mean? Don't, I will say that on my last American huh. Airlines flight, mm. going out to Texas, that woman, I don't think, had the capability <laughs> of getting pregnant. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was not a woman. It was hey, bad. Okay, uh, you know, to each their own, but... Um, uh, I, I prefer to live my life more of the traditional manner, <laughs> as do many Americans. And I think people are getting uh, tired of this this wokeness stuff, and they've pushed so far. But the abortion issue is huge because obviously Roe v. Wade and the um, Dobbs decision, correct? Oh, yep, turned, turned it back, it back to, states. to states, which I thought was an appropriate thing. Yep, it's, it, and you know Arizona gets to decide. Right now, we have let's switch to Arizona. Are we one of the five? We're one of the five. Okay. The five. Uh, Nevada is one of them. Okay. Arizona is one of them. Uh, North Dakota, Florida, and Missouri. North Dakota? North Dakota, yeah. When I think of like the place that probably has very, very conservative. Oh, sorry, I would South think, Dakota. My, well, my still, but still, yes. still, that's a very conservative state. I mean, I wonder what the rationale is. Arizona, I can see because we've become more of that purple, mushy um, in, in the center. Yes. It may go yep. either way. What do we got? We've got the, is it 12 week or 15 week uh, ban? That is another okay. issue. <laughs> so there's a case going before the Arizona Supreme Court on the 12th of December. Okay. Coming up pretty quick. Because Arizona had a couple abortion bans, uh, the 15-week and then the total ban. And the total ban goes back to when we were uh, uh, territory. Territorial days, yeah, yeah. Yeah, territorial days. And so there's a whole case about that and what's going to happen there. We'll see on the 12th. Um, they were asking one of the judges to recuse himself um, because he's pro-life. Okay, so I thought he, you were going to say because he was alive during territorial days. No. <laughs> <laughs> not the, oh, that was mean. That was, this is that not was federal government. For. This is you know, okay. That was uncalled for. Yeah, uncalled. For. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Arizona ban would basically, or the Arizona ban right now is about fifteen weeks. Yeah. Um, you also have you know exceptions for the health of the mother. If there's truly, mm-hmm. there are things ectopic pregnancy. Um, there's there's situations where there's no way the child will survive. Um, impossible. And there's there's exclusions in there for for that. Yep. The, the Arizona legislature passed that. Former Governor Ducey signed that, yep. anticipating the change um, when it comes to anticipating this going back to the state's rights issues. Yep. Now, I, I know this group is out there getting signatures, like you said, one of five states that they're pushing it on the ballot. Arizona's, and many states are like this, where you can get just about anything on the ballot. They have to get a it's a constitutional amendment, so it's a high threshold. Was it three, four hundred thousand signatures? It's almost four hundred thousand, three hundred eighty-three thousand. Okay. And of you course, think get it? you have to get extras, right? Realistically, yeah. they're going to have to get 600,000. Okay. They have until July 3rd. So I do think they're going to get the signatures. I do expect to see this on the ballot uh, next year in Arizona. Well, 
Okay, you mentioned Arizona, Nevada. What what were the other states? Florida, Florida, the Florida one. Not, not quite a swing state. They're they're hitting some swing states though. So Florida one has a, a slim chance of getting on the ballot. Um, it could still happen. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, much higher threshold there and more difficulties. Um, Missouri, you've got eleven different constitutional amendments relating to this, and okay. we'll see what gets on the ballot. There. And they recently did in Ohio the the off year election we just went through. Right, they that passed. surprised people that that passed in Ohio. Yeah, they had two issues on the ballot there that were big, which was one legalizing marijuana and the other one legalizing abortion. Both passed and both passed by the same percentage. Okay, not so, surprising. Not surprising. I mean, surprising it did happen in Ohio, but not surprising they passed at the same together. Yep. Uh, I did see that Governor Katie Hobbs made a big press event and big ordeal about her signing so she signed an amicus brief which is amicus brief is a you're a friend of the court so to speak and you're saying here's our reasoning for our side of the case and so she signed the amicus brief on the side of the pro-abortion people to the arizona supreme court saying you know over all this stuff we need abortion on demand here Okay, and I thought she also signed a petition. I, and I thought, the petition I thought I saw well, a blurb yes. about that, that she yep. signed a petition to get this on the ballot to make it a constitutional, Arizona constitutional right. And I haven't read the yep. language of what this group is proposing, uh, but you're saying it's basically uh, to, to term? To yeah, viability or whatever wording, so wording they use? Abortion on demand for viability. And then after okay. that, if the, not a physician, but the, 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 the yeah. medical medical person whatever uh deems that you have a uh, physical mental whatever yeah they, they write a letter it basically opens the door yeah. wide open that i i don't know I, I don't know which way this goes what's interesting is they want to do it well my guess is that politically speaking they want to do it on the presidential election year because arizona is a swing state so you get this on the ballot and yep, a there's year. a lot of people that I want to vote for this constitutional amendment and anybody but the Republican. Right. Uh, when it comes to the Senate seat in particular and, of course, the presidential election. Yep. So I think there's that strategy going on. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, Arizona and Nevada are both big, big states for the next presidential election. This, I think, will get more Democrats to turn out. It'll, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Republicans are going to turn out for this issue as well. Yeah, yeah, to oppose it. You're right. But... um I think the people that are radically pro-life um, are smaller in their number of organized people as a group mm-hmm. versus the pro-abortion group. So I think most people are pro-life to some degree, but there's not a big organization of them, so to speak, to, to motivate. I, I would agree with that there. assessment. We'll, we'll we'll see how it all pans out and see if they get the signatures and then... Um and, and then what happens the signatures out. will be contested as they always are. They are, but if they get six hundred thousand, like you said, and they know the game, they know they've got to get that yep. many. This is not like somebody who puts something willy nilly last minute on the ballot, hoping you get it through, and it's on a shoestring. These are very highly organized uh, political efforts that, that you're seeing. But you know, you look at the Save Our Schools, which was actually the Destroy Our Schools group, but uh, you <laughs> know they failed to get their initiative on. Yeah, ballot. that's true. That's and pretty. So, that's got the teacher unions behind it and all that. So, yep. yeah, good good point there. All right, I'd love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Hey, if you're thinking about refinancing your home, call Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans. That's what Angela and I did just last year. Mention to Jeff Overchow, by the way. Get $250 off the lender's fee at closing. Every bit adds up nowadays uh, when it comes to do That could be the difference between getting a loan and not. 
nowadays because you either qualify or you don't, right? Right. right. So you get $250 off the lender's fee at closing. That's a great deal. Uh, what I like about Nova Home Loans is Arizona's largest privately owned mortgage lender. Uh, they can make decisions like a bank. But they can also act like a broker, find you those special deals or packages or um, different plans, programs out there, I guess is what I'm saying. And Kim Dawson's great at that. Uh, call Kim Dawson right now at 928-310-6458, 928-310-6458, or go to novahomeloans.com slash Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson, NMLS 697411. Nova Home Loans, NMLS 3087BK number 090242, equaling opportunity subject to credit approval terms and conditions may apply back in a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff forward show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orvid show finish up here with a couple of local issues for Sedona, Flagstaff, but I think all you can feel the effects of this homeless issues in communities. Uh, just one second though, I got another gift idea for you and that's the Blind Brothers. That's a good gift card. Maybe your wife's been like, hey, you need to replace these things from the 1970s for a long time or something. Yep. I think that's a, it doesn't necessarily have to be your wife. It could be you know, your your husband's like, hey, honey, you got to get these new blinds and stuff, whatever the case may be. Blinds are a great option for blinds saving are, energy. Yes, in your house. and saving a marriage. And saving a marriage. I don't even know how that ties and in together, neighbors. but we'll go with that. And your neighbors. You're saving your, <laughs> your neighbor's eyes. Uh, hey, call the great Northern Arizona company, the Blind Brothers, theblindbrothers.com, theblindbrothers.com. They've done a great job for Angela and I. We got new blinds installed last year. Uh, give them a call. They will give you a ton of options. And uh, they'll install them. Uh, they do excellent, excellent work. 928-634-2423. The Blind Brothers at 928-634-2423. 928-634-2423. All right, what's Flagstaff doing? Let's start with that one. Okay, we so got? we just had an election in Flagstaff, and we, the voters, decided that we continue to want only people from our city serving on commissions and committees in the city, right? So if you yes. want to serve on the housing commission, for example, you actually have to live in the city. To be a Flagstaff resident. Be a Flagstaff resident. Correct. So the city is now asking, should we have a homeless person on the housing commission to bring their input into the housing commission, their recommendations to council on how to fix our housing problem? Interesting. And so you were asking me on the break, if you're homeless, can you really be Do you have residency? Do you have residency? Mm-hmm. So if you're homeless and you specify your address as general delivery Flagstaff post office, then that is where your residence is, is in Flagstaff. And I ran into that when I was running for office. You know, people could only sign your nomination petition mm-hmm. if they had the right residency. And if someone's homeless, they can sign it if they're claiming general delivery at the post office within your, your district. They're probably living for all practical purposes. They're probably living within the city, whether it yep. be in the forest or at a homeless shelter. Right. So I get that, but I, I don't know. 
wouldn't this be more of an advisory? Like you want to have maybe someone come on by and say, Hey, here's what's going on. I'm in the homeless community and here's some right. of the issues. Uh, do you, do you see the person that maybe doesn't have, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of the, the stability within the community and the longevity maybe, are they, is this a transient type situation? I, there's a lot of factors here, I think, <laughs> at play. So I'm, I'm kind of picturing trying to get a homeless person to show up on Tuesday or Wednesday at 6 p.m. for the housing commission meeting. And then when they're done and it's February, you're like, okay, meeting's over. It's 8 o'clock p.m. Yeah, out. Yeah. Out into the cold. Out. <laughs> they care so much about the, the, the politicians care so much about the ho- homeless issue, but it's like, okay, everybody out. Yeah. Out. City Hall's closed. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe the mayor will pick the person up and... Yeah. Drive them somewhere and be like, oh, you can just stay at my house. Or maybe call the police on them. I mean, we're not hardly. I, I want the situation figured out, you know. I mean, it's, but it's, it's I also. Do too, but they're not. This is not, I don't think this is very practical or well thought out. Not well thought out. Yeah. So, so we went to um, Moab okay. this last fall and they, I was talking to a local guy there and he said a lot of people that work there in Moab are living in their cars because mm-hmm. they can't afford the housing. Yeah. And they get to angry August because it's hot and they're living in their car and they're frustrated. Oh, I bet. And uh, anyway, so Sedona put up this flyer. My wife just ran the uh, Sedona 5K turkey trot and she got first place in her age division. Oh, Rachel, congratulations. That's awesome. But we saw this flyer, a little flyer at uh, Pasta Grounds Park there in Sedona. And it says, are you employed by a local Sedona business? Are you struggling with housing? Do you reside in your car? Mm -hmm. The city of Sedona is considering a safe place to park area. For local employees who reside in their vehicles to park and sleep overnight. Look, here's the challenge. I mean, if it was like one night, it's one thing. But it, the problem is, and I saw Flagstaff in front of like Cracker Barrel and all those places along I-40. Clean There's a off. bunch of cones. They they clean that out because yep. it, it literally, there were additions going up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, so it's like. So many people were camping there. Yeah. Huh? Where's the line between being hospitable and, and, and super caring and you know, additions going up on the street practically. Yeah. And Sedona has a chronic problem because, you know, they've got re- a lot of restaurants, a lot of tourist industry, and they yeah. need people to work in that. But the Sedona housing is about 50% higher than Flagstaff housing. You know, the median home right now is about a million dollars in Sedona. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy high prices. I know a bunch of people commute from like Cottonwood Verde Valley to work in Sedona. That's right. And I, I've talked to them. They said Cottonwood's now too expensive for them. Cottonwood's gone up a lot. Camp Verde's going up yep. a lot. Every, everywhere. So you have everywhere. this problem that you want to go out to eat. Well, you want a server, you want a busboy, you want a cook. They have to live somewhere, and they can't afford the million-dollar Sedona home. Yeah. So what do you do? And some of them are living in their cars. Um, some of them are just jam-packing houses. You know, you get one house, and you have yeah. 15 people living in it or whatever. Yeah, I bet. Um, I bet. Well, they just need Biden to come in and say, stop gouging everybody. That's right. Just wave my magic wand. Restaurants are gouging everybody. Everybody's gouging everybody except for the government, except for Biden. <laughs> right? Except for the people taking your taxes. They're not yeah, gouging. Yeah, they're the only ones that aren't. Yeah, they're the good guys. They're the good guys. All right, Mark, I, we got a lot more. Uh, so I'll have you back later in the week. I, I still want to talk about your trip to Texas as well. Yeah. So yeah. I, I want to make sure we hit on that. Um, good stuff there. I, I don't know what the solution is on that one. Uh, it's not the government talk uh, yeah it's definitely not the government i love your thoughts so talk with jeff at icloud.com uh back tomorrow a lot more as usual i'll see if i can get olivia and maybe we'll do another giveaway just try to keep enough i didn't play any christmas music today sorry you'll hear plenty of it we'll hear, you'll all be sick of it real soon <laughs> everybody have a great safe night take care see you soon